Hey there everyone, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this episode, it's possible that you're a new course creator or you're planning to create an online course but don't know how and where to begin. Or maybe you already have an online course but don't know why it's not getting results and you're not getting great feedback, you know, as you may have expected before creating it. Okay, so if this resonates with you, you are in the right place. I'm Garvinder Kaur, call me Guri. I'm an online business coach, mentor, marketing advisor, a friend in need. And I coach new and aspiring course creators how to create, sell, and launch their online courses. Also, how to build their audience from scratch. I've been helping clients since 2017. And prior to that, I was an economics subject matter expert and educator. Also, I've done a master's in economics and bachelor's in education. Okay, so let's dive in and talk about the mistakes that most new or aspiring course creators make. Okay, and I want to start with asking you guys a question. Why do you think so many courses exist on one topic. Why do so many courses exist on one topic? Why do you think? What's the reason? And if they all include the best content for you, why do some perform better than others? Assuming the creator is both authentic and charming, right? I want you to take a moment and think why that is the case. Why do so many courses exist on one topic and why do some courses perform better than the others even though they are created on the same topic? Pause this episode, think for a moment, and then unpause, okay? So, I'm going to give you reasons for that as well, but I'm also going to talk about one more important topic and that's that, and that is the mistakes that most course creators make. Okay. Now, before diving in that, I want to tell you that if you want to succeed in your online course business, there is an equation to this success. And that equation has four elements. In total, that's five elements because success is the fifth element. And there are four elements who together work in order to get you success. Okay. So there are total five elements, but then fifth element is a result of the other four elements or the processes. So number one is you got to have an irresistible offer. Then number two is you got to have a proper sales system, sales process. You got to have number three, that is your proper messaging. And number four, a profitable course. So when all of these four work in tandem, are aligned then you achieve success then you your online course business is a success all right now most new or aspiring course creators what they do is they focus on they focus more on one of these four elements and ignore the others and this is the number one mistake that most course creators make that is focusing on one element over the others. For instance, many people feel that if you know how to sell, 
you can sell anything and that's more important because that's how you're going to make money, right? But the problem is, even if you are selling ten thousands, hundreds, and you know, maybe like millions of your courses, what happens is when people consume your course and they are not giving you the right feedback, the feedback that you expect, they are not they are delighted because of your design and all of that, but they're not learning anything. They may as well give you testimonials, but they're not learning anything. They're eventually going, jumping onto another coach or mentor. Then, I mean, in the long run, your business is not going to survive. I hope this is making sense. Okay. So what I'm saying is, when you start focusing on one element and you ignore other elements of this equation, you eventually will will not have a successful business, okay? So let's say, let's take another example. Some people think that if they have an irresistible offer, that's all they need. But that's not true. You have to have your sales process. You have to have proper messaging. You have to attract the right audience. You have to understand the need of your audience and the wants of your audience, right? And once you do that, you align your messaging with that. You, you make your messaging perfect. You start attracting the right audience. That's when your irresistible offer is going to sell, okay? And again, you need to have a profitable course. You need to have a good course, right? So this is the number one mistake that most new or aspiring course creators make and that is giving too much importance to one variable of the equation over others all right i hope this is making sense you guys second mistake that you need to avoid is not creating a course that is based on how humans learn so most people what they think is that it's all about creating beautiful slides it's all about putting the content on the slides you know out there and people are going to consume it and you can put in some examples and all of that um, but the problem is that it's not how human brain learns sometimes it's the overload of content right sometimes it's too much strain on the brain to process information if you're using too many graphics if you're using unnecessary graphics yes graphics help in dopamine release Graphics help in keeping people engaged. You know, their brains are um, helping them to, like, if I see a great picture, I'll be engaged. I, I would want to know more on that particular topic because I'm excited. I'm, you know, I am excited to know more. There's dopamine release. But the point is that will I learn things? Will I process, will I be able to process information so that it reaches to my long-term memory or will it be just a short-term dopamine shot okay and so you have to be careful when you're using graphics they have to be in tandem to the topic that you you that you're teaching it has to be all the graphics need to be highly connected to uh, the topic that you're teaching also you know the most important thing is that the graphics that you're using, the pictures, the you know, the icons, everything that you want to use, it should be helping in the learning process. Okay. For instance, sometimes what people do is that they're talking about 
uh, how you can fetch water using a bucket. And what they do is they use the, they, they place the picture of a bucket in, on the slide, but that's not good. Everyone knows how a bucket looks like, right? For the imagination, that's good. But you have to show, you should use graphics when you're actually showing the process, okay? Fetching the water using the bucket. I hope this example makes sense. But just putting a picture of the bucket on the slide doesn't help. It doesn't aid learning, okay? And so you should avoid that. You should avoid using too many pictures that doesn't serve the purpose, okay? So moving on to the next. So I'm just, I just want to talk. Yeah, so there's, an, there's this another point that I want to add to this one, the graphics one. And that is that most people, what they do is they choose one, one type of video, okay? So sometimes they just do talking head videos or sometimes they just do the slides. Sometimes um, they are always on the screen. Yeah, that's the talking head. Sometimes they are, uh, you know, on the slide and they are also, so they are also on the slides and, you know, on the screen and they're showing the slides as well. What I would say is if you want to maximize learning, you should avoid using just one type of video, okay? Video type, you should do a little bit of mix and match so that uh, it doesn't get monotonous, it doesn't get boring, and people want to see you um, again and again, you know, and they want to learn in different ways. So what instead of putting too many using too many graphics that are not going to aid learning. In fact, instead, they're going to hinder the learning process. So instead of doing that, you should, in fact, use a different video slide. And that's probably going to help your brain, you know, your students' brains, the human brain, <laughs> to process information rather than getting that extraneous load, right? So that's something you should avoid. Sorry, that's something you should do um, and avoid using, you know, just one type of video style. Okay, now next mistake, and this one's my favorite. <laughs> so what people do is the people people who have already created courses, this is especially for you, avoid adding too many worksheets. See, it's it's adding worksheets should be only when it solves the purpose, okay? You shouldn't keep on adding too many worksheets just for the sake of adding them, just for the sake of showing that how, um, how much effort you've put in to create a fabulous course for your audience and all you're doing is just providing them so many PDFs. You can have what I would suggest and what I do is I create a separate library and if I want to add, you know, more and more resources, more and more PDFs, helpful material, I can put, uh, uh, you know, add all of those to a separate folder, to a separate uh, freebie course. The paid, the part of the paid, but as a separate course. Uh, and it's, you can give access to your paid customers. That's what I would do, because if you put, you add too many worksheets and too many PDFs in one course, it just becomes too much information overload and not many people want to uh, you know download all those worksheets and do the work yes there is a certain section that loves to do that but again you know they're excited in the beginning and they're excited but <laughs> three modules down the line and they are like okay fine now I'll just download these worksheets and I'm gonna do the work later on right 
And that's what, what we don't want, okay? We want people to do the work. So be careful how many worksheets you want to add to your main course. For instance, you have seven lessons in one module and you're putting worksheets in all the seven lessons or maybe five lessons. That's just, you know, too much. Instead, go for uh, use, try to use worksheets in maybe three lessons. Yeah, that's a good number. Three, yeah, three or four lessons, right? Okay, so that's another mistake and that's something you should avoid. All right, let's move on to the next mistake. And this is mistake number three or maybe four. Yeah, <laughs> this is a very common one. Like so many people talk about this one. This is that creating course first before selling it or, you know, before le or learning how to sell it. So you should always learn how to sell things or you should always uh, do a little bit of selling, maybe fill your beta launch, do a beta launch and fill your course and have some people to, you know, share the, their opinion, their feedback on what they feel about the content and then use that, um, that investment, use that money to, uh, to in reinvest and create a better looking course and all of that. So do that first. Most people, what they do is they start creating a course first, first because they think if I get people to join my course and my course is not complete, what will they think of me? They will not give me the right feedback, right? This is what their thought process is. But the point is, if you're giving people an opportunity to work with you, if you're giving, if you are offering your content to those people out there at a discounted price, obviously they are ready to wait a little bit, okay? So start getting people, validate your idea, and then take one month or two months if it's a, like an eight-week course or anything like that. Uh, and take two months and to finish the course and, and, and inform your audience, right? Okay, you could say that, hey, listen, I'm offering this for this amount, even though it's worth X, Y, Z. Uh, I'm offering, so if even if it's, you know, even though it's worth $1,000, I'm offering it for just $200 because it's a beta launch. But the only thing is that I'm going to take, you know, two months to finish it because it's the beta launch, right? So I'm creating on the way and people will understand, right? And when they understand, they're going to wait for you to finish it. And once that happens, you have sold your course, you have created your course. In fact, you have earned money for something that you've not yet created, okay? So do this. Because most people, what they do is that they start creating their course and they are wasting all that time because it's not even a validated idea. They've not taken feedback from their audience. What do they want? And, you know, what do they feel about the course? So that's something that you should avoid. And trust me, 2020 and 2021, creating a course just for the sake of creating, you know, doesn't work anymore. It has to be validated it has to be for your audience all right so and i have in my client you know i want to share an example of my client so what the, the before we started working on his project um he just had too many courses <clears throat> he was offering like too many courses and he couldn't give pay attention to one course and if then i told him that you know what make one course as your primary course, as your main course, as your signature course. 
and keep others as part of the offer or, you know, just put them somewhere in the funnel, maybe in the beginning of the funnel, the bottom of the funnel, or maybe as an upsell, you know, or offer them to your premium uh, clients and all of that. So create a funnel, okay? Create an offer. And that's when those things kind of begin to, you know, come in line because otherwise he was just having too many courses and he couldn't sell either of those because people who were, um, you know, coming to his website were getting confused. Which course should we buy first? Should we buy this one? Should we buy a course on stress management? Should we buy it on productivity and time management? Should we buy a course on training your brain? You know, there was so much of confusion. So. That problem was solved when we sat down and create a perfect, created a perfect offer for him, okay? And I worked on his courses and we kind of worked on uh, how the courses should be created. So there are many more examples. I know this example was a certain out of context, uh, you know, in relation to what we discussed, the mistakes that I shared with you. But this is another one, creating too many courses. <laughs> And, you know, and then you have to figure out which course should you sell first, right? <laughs> so uh, if you are one of those, if you're creating five, six, seven courses at a time and you think that you would be able to sell all of those, I won't say that it's, it's, a, big, uh, it's a big mistake that you're making. But I would love to say that, you know, create a funnel, create an offer. And then try to place all those courses in your funnel, in your offer. And convert one of those courses and make it your signature course. And then use the other courses as a part of your offer. Okay. So this is another tip. And this is uh, was a solution to another mistake. Bonus mistake. Okay. I want to repeat this bonus mistake that creating too many courses and not knowing how to place them, where to place them in your funnel, all right? I want to just quickly repeat all the mistakes that I've discussed today. Number one is, give me a second, guys. Yeah, <laughs> number one is giving too much importance to only one variable in the success equation. And we have four elements that actually eventually, you know, leave, uh, lead to online course business success. Number one is creating an irresistible offer, having a proper messaging, a sales process, and then a profitable course. Giving importance to only one of these variables is you might put you in a difficult situation. You should have, you know, balance things out and give importance to all of these. All right. Next mistake is not creating a course that is based on how humans learn. All right. And under this topic. We discussed that, you know, relying too much on graphics, too much colors. Colors are distracting, okay? Colors release dopamine, and that's what people enjoy. People forget about the learning, <laughs> okay? So uh, limit the use of colors and limit the use of unnecessary graphics, all right? And also, another thing is, oh, you know, only keeping one type of videos. The video styles may... Uh, either keeping only talking head videos or only slides, you know, all of that. Another one is adding too many worksheets. So this is overall the second mistake. Um, you know, not creating a course based on how humans learn. Mistake number three is creating a course before 
sorry, creating a course first before selling it or, you know, at least learning how to sell it. So that's something you shouldn't do. You should always go for a beta launch and start uh, validating your idea and taking feedback. <laughs> and the last mistake that we discussed is um, creating too many courses. All right. So this is a bonus mistake. Creating too many courses without knowing how to place them in your sales funnel or, you know, where to place them on your sales funnel. So that's another mistake. So we've discussed four mistakes that most new or aspiring course creators make. And I want you to avoid all of these mistakes. Okay. And if you have any questions, if you want to learn more, visit my site, thegurvindarkor.com. I am. If you're already listening to this podcast on my website, then you can always go sign up to the freebies and contact me for any questions. Leave a comment, leave a review. And if you're listening to this on any other platform, podcast, uh, podcast platform, maybe Apple podcast, Spotify or Google podcast, you know, go ahead and leave a review, leave a comment. What do you think? And yeah. Okay. See you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed this one and sign up to the freebies. I've created a, you know, a bunch of freebies for you guys, a free mini course on how to find your profitable course idea, um, a course creation launch, a course creation and launch roadmap. And there's another one, the latest new one. <laughs> and that's a list of 250 plus Instagram hashtags for you to use daily. And yeah, enjoy, have fun. All right. Okay, you guys, see you in the next one. Take care until then.